With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. You heard that? Mm-hmm. Good. This is Mike Roth with Tom Manning. We're talking about your marketing and sales boot camp that you're going to be running in April and May. And the name of the program is? It's called Engage 2013. Engage 2013. And you're going to be running it in Columbus and in Cincinnati. Correct. It's going to be Tuesday mornings for six weeks in Columbus and Wednesday mornings for six weeks in Cincinnati. Okay. And if a company sends their CEO, the CEO comes and he's bringing a chief marketing officer, what would they be getting by attending your program? Well, the first thing we try to do is we try to get the company to develop a story, figure out what their key messages are, what the value proposition is, and come up with their company story. From that, we can actually look at all your marketing materials to be sure they're telling the same story, all your marketing and sales materials. So does your website match your brochures, match your email campaign, and all of your branding? Does it tell the same message? Okay. Does it really have to match? It really does, because what it does is it creates a consistency in the eyes of the end customer or the end user of your products and services. If you Are you talking about user or prospect here? Well, it depends what your industry is. If you're B2C, it's going to be your customers, mm-hmm. and it's going to be what your customer sees with your company. Right. If you have different messages, you're actually causing customer confusion. If you're B2B, it's going to be you and other businesses, and you're going to be trying to capture market share. And so are you consistent as to what your message is and how you define yourself in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. And why should 
someone attend. So what we'll do is we're going to, over the course of six weeks, we're going to help you um, define your, your key messages and your company's story. And then from that, we're going to help you develop a marketing strategy and a sales strategy and perhaps a social media strategy that helps coordinate all of that. So people will be consistent at the end. Correct. We're going to actually look at everything from your logo and your corporate identity. Does it match that key messages? Your website, are the messages on your website consistent? Your brochure, your sales presentations, your PowerPoint presentations, your proposal system, your email campaign, your trade show. And naturally, your selling system. And, of course, your selling system as well. Tom, if someone is interested in finding out more, either speaking to you or speaking to you personally, how should they do that? There's two ways. One, you could go to marketleaders.us. Um, that's the website for Engage 2013. You can learn all about the sessions there and the speakers and the time frame and, and uh, registration. Or you can call me directly if you have any questions that aren't answered there, and you can reach me at 614-622-1047. Thanks, Tom. In future weeks, we'll be hearing more from Tom about the Engaged Marketing and Sales 2013. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Al Conscious and uh, Al We are, uh, we're alive. So you have these commercial properties scattered in three areas of the region, right? Yes. And how do you go about getting new tenants into those buildings? Because I assume you want to have 100% occupancy. You don't really want to have 100% uh, because you always want to have a little bit of room for expansion. Uh, otherwise, you could wind up losing a fairly large tenant because they don't have the room to, to expand. So they, mm. they go off somewhere. So uh, ideally, you, you, you know, if you could, it also probably indicates that your rents are real low if, if you're 100%. Uh, that, that's certainly true in the apartment business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the ways you measure your efficiency against the marketplace. Yes. If you're 100% sold out, you're in trouble. Well, you're not in trouble, but... In, Potentially in trouble. Yeah, you could lose a big tenant as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how close to uh, full occupancy do you want to be as a, a landlord? Oh, uh, we'd, we'd love to be like 95 or so. But in, in this market, we're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you do... Uh, as a commercial building landlord owner to uh, increase the occupancy rate? Uh, we do several things. Uh, we, we have uh, we have our own website. Uh, the, we have uh, a couple of uh, real estate sites. Uh, one is called LoopNet, and uh, we have both free listings and paid listings on those. Um, we have a very good relationship with the brokerage community. Um, we attend the UC real estate roundtable meetings and so on. We periodically update the community uh, through our own email mailings, uh, telling them what, what space we have available, what might be coming up, that sort of thing. Uh, we have, um, we're big believers in signage, large signage in front of our buildings. You, you'll see large for lease signs with uh, with our phone number, mm -hmm. and uh, that really works as well as as anything we've found over the years. Uh, Just having a I sign mean, in front of the building with a, a hot phone number. Exactly, because uh, people tend 
to pick their office buildings based on what area they want to be in. So they're either driving around that area looking for space or they drive by there every day. And uh, eventually it dawns on them, hey, I, I should call that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I did something like that 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't know if you remember how, I, how we first met 20 Yes, years. you came in looking for space. That's how Absolutely. we met. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, so do you th- really think these signs work the best, or is it the real estate commercial brokers that help you, agents? Uh, the brokers help us with with larger space, but uh, they don't really want to be bothered. If you have, uh, you know, a one-man office or a couple hundred square feet that you'd like to rent, uh, that that's, uh, you know, because they get paid on commission, so for them the right, and typically the smaller guys uh, would prefer to have shorter leases because they're uncertain of their future. Mm-hmm. So, what that adds up to is you've got a, a small space at a short-term lease, and that doesn't add up to big commissions for, for the brokers. So uh, many times, because we, we know all those guys, they'll, they'll just call and say, I, I don't even want the commission. I'm just going to send the guy over to you, and our, our leasing manager works with them. And, uh, you know, so we'll uh, we'll call up and, and thank them and reciprocate if we can. Mm-hmm. Um when someone rents space in one of your commercial buildings, do you have a uh, a uniform way that you do the the services? In other words, uh, janitorial services, maintenance services, and electricity. Is yes. that all bundled in? Yes, we, we call that a gross lease, and we provide even the utilities. We provide office cleaning, uh, maintenance, everything. Uh, utilities, you, you just mean really electricity. Well, heat and electric, yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Not phone. Not phone, not internet. Not internet, but we provide garbage pickup and uh, electric, heat, mm-hmm. AC. Uh, have you done anything to upgrade your buildings to get the highest speed internet service providers, or they or they beat you up to get into your buildings? Uh, we have... Uh, all the you know Roadrunner and all the uh, all the people are are wired into our building. Um, typically, that's a response to a, a particular tenant request. We may have one, and they request we require another one. So we we allow the uh, the uh, service provider to, to to run wire into our building. Mm-hmm. You have fiber into your buildings too. Uh, we have fiber in um, Hamilton. We don't have fiber in the others. Interesting. I, would, I wouldn't have guessed that as the first guess. I would have guessed either Fair, Fairfax or the one south of uh, Ronald Reagan. Well, actually, we didn't run the fiber, and we, we had the, the county prosecutor that was uh, a, a, they had a very large operation in our building, and they, they required it, so they ran it across the street from the courthouse, dug up the street, ran it underground, ran it into our building. And then years later, they uh, they built... Uh, the government services center down the street, so they relocated most of the government offices into that space. So we we have the fiber, but they're not there anymore to use it. Okay, so it's a dark fiber, <laughs> right? That's turned off, but yeah. it's there. Yeah, that's the important thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you go to marketplace with your uh, real estate, what's the uh, unique uh, unique marketing advantage? 
uh, that you guys bring? It's primarily location, uh, although we uh, we really pride ourselves on uh, on the service that we provide. We, we, we have uh, a, a typically on-site uh, maintenance people. We respond very quickly. But the, the the location is is paramount. I think um, most of the whenever we go shopping for a building, uh, we typically don't go into downtown or Blue Ash or someplace where somebody can come in and put up a half a million square feet next door to us and basically screw up the market for for a decade or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we pick these little submarkets where we can sort of control our own destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the last time you bought a new building? Uh, well, actually, over the last several years, we've been selling off some properties because the uh, before the, the real estate crash, the prices had gotten uh, rather fully priced. So uh, we, we Attractive, uh, in other words. Attractive to the sellers, yeah. Yes. So we, 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 we actually sold off uh, quite a few of them and haven't bought anything recently. Mm-hmm. Are, are you thinking that the prices have depressed enough that it's... Uh, Maybe time to step back in with a few properties. Well, I'm kind of a bottom fishing guy, so we're we're always looking. But uh, um, going forward, I, I at my age, I don't know how many more buildings we're you know how many new things we're going to take on. Mm-hmm. So, given that you said that, um, is it okay if I ask a tougher question? Sure. Uh, maybe you, you you could share with the audience how you've set up a succession plan. Uh, well, we don't have a, a succession plan as such. My my son is quite interested in real estate, but he lives in Boston. He went to school up there and really liked it and remained up there. Uh, he's quite successful. He he runs the residential portion of the Prudential Center in downtown Boston, uh, mm. which is a pretty big deal. He he uh, manages three. 24-story high-rises, a total of about 800 units. Uh, he's married to a very lovely Boston girl, and they had a baby recently, so they're a Boston family. So I, I don't anticipate them coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the succession plan is basically as I decide to slow down to, to spin off the properties, and uh, hopefully I'll be doing it at a time when when the market is uh, is rich again. Okay, so you don't have a formal exit plan or strategy. You're not bringing anyone into your business as a, in quotation marks, partner or associate to uh, phase in as you want to phase out. No, I, at this point, I'm I'm very happy doing what I'm doing, and um, I, I luckily real estate is, is not not totally liquid, but it's. Uh, it, 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 it's a much cleaner transaction to sell a building than it is to bring in a partner and uh, go through all the gyrations with that. I've always avoided partners. I, I don't have any now, and I, I would rather not take on any in the future. Okay. Uh, how many employees do you have in the, in the company? You said you had a leasing agent and maintenance people. We have a secretary, a, a leasing manager that uh, doubles as a property manager and covers all our properties. And uh, th- then we have some maintenance people, and uh, then the rest we sub out uh, through uh, um, carpenters, electricians, and so on. We we have people 
that we normally call, and uh, that that seems to work pretty well for us. So if you need someone for snow removal or landscaping, you have individual that, contractors all, for those services. Yes, that's all contracted out. We do have a, per, a full-time on-site building manager also in our key building because that's a, a it's an eight-story building, and you know we we feel like we need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many square feet is in the the building? The key building. Sixty thousand. So that's a pretty big building. Yes. Eight stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the properties that you currently have, did, you didn't build any of them, did you? you no, we don't develop anything. We we buy existing product and try to add value. Mm-hmm. What's the best example you can give uh, to our audience of what add value means? Well, in 92, we purchased the, the key bank building uh from the bank itself, Society Bank was the uh, the owner back then, and they were under an edict to divest themselves. That was during the last real estate crunch mm-hmm. before this one, and they were under orders to divest themselves. Uh, so we wound up getting a, a very attractive price on not just that building, but they owned one next door. They owned several parking lots, so we bought the whole package from them. And uh, we proceeded to uh, do upgrades to the building and uh, retenanted uh, large parts of it and uh, and added quite a bit of value to it. Okay, good. Uh, we'll be uh, right back with Al. Again, if you wanted to call in, uh, the number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to a uh, couple of commercials. This is Mike Roth. Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are we hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523, or check our website at RothConsulting.net. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. 
This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Al Conscious. Your question might have been inside the commercial, so let's let's take can we take it live. Peter Hayline. Yes, I asked if you knew Peter Peter Hayline. Hayline, did he was he the guy Wright Associates? Yes, he he passed away recently. Oh, shame. Yes, I I had. I wasn't sure if he was in a similar business as yours. That's why I asked the question. Uh, they were in a uh, Wright Associates was more like an outplacement company. Yes, the way I remember. You're right. You're right. Uh, at at certain times we we had I'm going to call it some cooperative programs because what happens to us here, Al, is I'm training salespeople for companies. Uh, we train the managers, sometimes the owners the best companies we train the owners and they come to understand that the Sandler training really produces aid level winning salespeople and so the owners uh, or the sales managers of them training say hey Mike who do you know that's in your program because we've, we've trained gee, at least 2,000 people over the last 20 years uh, who's good I'm looking for a new salesperson to sell computer aided uh chemical software, or uh, I'm looking for a salesperson to sell office janitorial. Who do you know? And uh, these outplacement firms have people that were uh, downsized, and sometimes they could help us find those A-level people. Well, I'm sure you're a great resource. Hey, uh, our business is not all about being a recruiting company. We certainly don't want to do that. Uh, on the other side of the coin, if someone paid us directly to be a President's Club member, a lifetime member, and uh, they need a new job, they'll pick up the phone and call me. I had one uh, on Monday. And by Wednesday, he was working for someone who was a Sandler client. Hmm. Uh, just putting two people together. And that makes all the sense in the world. That's uh, how the world works. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, uh, if I know someone isn't a winner in sales or can't be trained to be a winner in sales, I don't want any part of the equation. It would be like you looking at a building in over the Rhine, knowing that the property values aren't going to go up. Yeah, over the Rhine's doing pretty well these days. Well, if you knew that it wasn't going to go up. Right. It was already peaked. You wouldn't want to be there. Right. Now, if you thought it was a good investment, you'd buy it cheap and sell it high. Uh, there are some good salespeople out there. Probably 15% of the salespeople are really worth their salt. Um, but you, you can't tell from talking to them. It takes a lot to figure out who the good guys are. The guys who interview like Tom Cruise, but on the first day of the job, they perform like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> it's uh, it's laughable, but true. Uh, perhaps, uh, Al, you, we, we have a theory of operation here that says uh, simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you have to have an equally complex solution. Uh, perhaps you could give our listeners a example of a complex problem that you had, the equally complex solution that might be applicable to other industries. 
I'm not sure how applicable to other industries uh, it would be, but uh, our most complex problems are uh, dealing in terms of uh, leasing up the space because in bottom line, you know, that's what we sell. Mm -hmm. And it it takes a little bit of innovation and uh, some juggling on occasion. If if you own, for example, apartments uh, and you have 10 vacancies, you need to find 10 tenants that are going to rent your apartment. In the office market, uh, you can find one larger tenant that'll take several spaces, and then that requires possibly some negotiation where you go to an existing tenant and offer them a good deal to maybe relocate to another part of the building to open up more space in a particular wing of the building and uh, so it, it that gets fairly complex, but it's it, it's certainly not insurmountable. And uh, most people we have very good relationships with. And in bottom line, most people would like to help if they can, especially if it's a good deal for them. So we we make it a good deal for them, and then we get the new tenant in, and the new tenant takes more space, and you know life goes on. So it's kind of like a a checkerboard. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was in a. a a lease one time, and the landlord came to me and said, hey, we got another tenant that wants your space. I had 18 months to go on my lease, and uh, I didn't really like the rest of the space that he, that he had available for us. And one day, <laughs> it was really funny, one day at lunch, he shows a check across the, the table. Oh, he did a buyout. And he says, Mike, take the check. And go away. And leave. <laughs> it seemed the other guy that wanted the space was offering him twice as much per month as I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was an easy decision for me. Yeah, we, we, we don't typically have situations where we're buying out uh, a particular spot, but we'll, because um, we typically have space and don't want to lose the tenants, so we'd, we'd rather relocate them to another part of the building and make the space available to somebody else. Yeah, we had a, uh, we have a client in the printing business who was in a retail strip center, and I'm going to call the position reasonably prominent, good uh, street view, good signage, and his uh, uh, owner came to him and said, hey, I want you to move to the back in a more uh, secluded part of the center where you couldn't really see his signage from the street Negotiation took a long time, but he eventually uh, had the landlord move him to the back, uh, pay him money, give him a little bit more space, because the the landlord wanted the space that he was in for the adjoining business who wanted to expand. Did the the printer's business suffer as a result? Um, That's really hard to say. was there discomfort? Was there loss of revenue? Probably a little bit. Um, when you start relocating printing equipment, whether it's uh, the old electric, electric mechanical or the, the newer electronic, uh, you can run into all kinds of problems. I was really thinking from the visibility standpoint. Um, this this, this fellow's printing business that started out with a philosophy of uh, you're going to get some walk-in traffic. At least 20, 25% of your business is going to be walk-in. 
Uh, it's, walk-in is a really small percentage of his business, probably accounting for no more than 10%. So being mm-hmm. in the back of the shopping center really uh, didn't matter. His uh, sales team was generating the revenue. He was generating revenue as a result of networking. Um, they were they were doing uh, walk-in cold calls, telephone calls, even direct mail to promote the business. The the walk-in traffic was, I'm going to call it minimal. So that was a win-win for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 20 years ago, if you wanted a copy of your 10-page tax return, you had to go to a print store to get it. Mm-hmm. If, if you didn't have a duplicated machine at home. Uh, today, a lot of people with those multifunction printers have a scanner printer sure. right at home. In fact, I, I bought a new computer the other day, and they gave me, a for $29, over at Micro Center, a printer scanner, fax. Really? I said twenty nine dollars extra. They said, "Yeah." I said, "I can't, can't pass it up. It's still sitting in the box behind you." <laughs> Eventually, I'll open the box, uh, but I couldn't pass it up, even though I didn't need it. So the the print business has changed. Oh yeah, it's become uh, quite a bit digital. Uh, in your uh, buildings, do you have uh, a retail on the ground floor? No. So it's all office. Well, in the Hamilton property, we have Key Bank on the main floor. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good tenant. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a uh, another short break here, and then we'll be back with uh, Al Conscious. You can call in at 646-595-4916. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523 to stop this from happening to you again. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523 to stop this from happening to you again. When you hear about a typical sales training program, does it usually involve a one or two day seminar where some alleged guru passes down what he claims are the secrets to making sales? At Roth & Associates, I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. We recognize that truisms and motivating speeches aren't enough to arm sales teams with the tools they need for success. Sales is a hard business. Typical sales training can only provide typical and disappointing results. At Roth & Associates, we use the Sandler methodology of continual reinforcement and ongoing training seminars along with individual coaching to ensure victory in the world of sales. We've been doing it here in Cincinnati for over 15 years. You won't fail because I won't let you. Roth & Associates, 513-646-6523. 513-646-6523. On the web, hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. 
You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Al Conscious. Al, uh, you said you had a, an Internet site for your company. Is that something you uh, designed yourself, or did you bring in an outside uh, programming company? No, we had a company do it, and they, they maintained the site, and they designed it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you involved with search engine optimization to keep your site up at the top of uh, people's generic searches and places like Google? Uh, actually, the same uh, people that designed it do the search optimization for us. Oh, okay. Uh, you can't share with our audience who you're using? Uh, the uh, fellow's name is Terry Ert, E-R-D-T, and uh, he owns a company, I, I believe it's called MPS. Hmm. Never heard of them. Is it a small company or a Small company. Uh-huh. Okay. Did a nice job. Um, That's a great industry, by the way. The, 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 my my uh, daughter-in-law in Boston is uh, a search optimization specialist, and uh, she, she has a business that, that she runs herself doing that and is extremely successful at it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really strange business because it's... Uh, in many cases, hard to pinpoint that you're doing exactly the right thing uh, in marketing or the combination of dollars that you're spending on Google AdWords versus search engine optimization versus social media. But are you active on social media to promote your, uh, your program? Uh, not really. We're... Uh no, we, we we don't uh, we don't do anything other than Facebook. Mm-hmm. Al, you've been running your own company now for approximately how many years? Since nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. That's a long time. Yes. Uh, perhaps you could give one or two leadership tips for other CEOs and company presidents who are listening to the show today? I wouldn't want to presume to uh, tell others, others how to run their company. Uh, from from my standpoint, uh, I, I think the whole thing, the, the, the key to the leadership is to, to, to find the people, uh, train them properly, and let them do their job. Basically, I, I view my role as someone who clears the hurdles out of the way for for the people so they can do their job. 
uh, when I buy property, I typically have a a meeting with uh, with with the staff that we're inheriting, and that that's that's the spiel I typically give them is uh, we're I, I'm here not 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 so much to, to to do any particular thing, but just to clear whatever hurdles keep you from doing a, a tremendous job because. Uh, if you're a normal, conscientious person, you want to do a great job, but there are things that keep you from from that happening. You may not be getting the supplies or, uh, you know, whatever the the impediment is. How do you, how do you have three different operating locations. How do you keep in touch with all of your employees? Uh, basically, cell phone. Our, our property manager uh, talks to him uh, several times a day, and uh, that, that that's not a, a real issue. We don't have a huge staff, so it's, it's not a problem. So you don't have something like a, an all-hands meeting once a month? No, we basically have all-hands meetings daily. We, uh, I, the, we don't get everybody together, but I, I, I see everybody on a very regular basis, and our our property manager sees them uh, even more regularly. So, uh, and I see our property manager; he, he's in the same suite as as I am. So, uh, you know, during, if if I'm in town during the course of a day, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll we'll meet three or four times. So, uh, are you? Do you have offices in all three of the uh, physical locations? Not for me, no. Okay, so you have just one office. Yes. Okay, and. Let's talk about the business outlook because you talk to a lot of business people. Fair? Yes. Uh, what are you hearing in the uh, in the marketplace about opportunities and possibilities here in the Cincinnati Dayton marketplace? I think our market is a really a good market in which to operate uh, because we typically don't experience the very high highs and the very low lows. So when when you uh, when you have the crashes, uh, Cincinnati's not that affected. We have so many Fortune 500 companies that are headquartered here that uh, that uh, kind of uh, uh, help uh, buffet us uh, from, from from any of the downturns. Uh, from what I'm hearing from from our tenants and what we're seeing from our own business, uh, business is gradually improving it's uh, it, it's not tremendous but uh uh if we go back like 2 years uh we had companies that were going bankrupt uh moving out of the building uh now we have people that are expanding we have people that are coming in looking for space so you lost uh some tenants in 2010 over the last uh, during the downturn between eight, nine, and ten, yes, we we lost uh, a pretty good sized mortgage group. That uh, actually two mortgage groups that, that went out of business, and uh, then we lost some people that uh, used the opportunity in the downturn in the real estate to go out and buy their own buildings. Uh, so we we had that happen with, with a couple of people, but then um, other people were expanding and new people were coming in. So. Uh, life goes on. So overall, would you say right now the marketplace looks like for the next year or two or three, whatever your uh, perspective is, it's going up, going to stay about the same, or possibly even going down? Are you talking about our market or our, you... our Cincinnati marketplace in general? Not necessarily 
exclusively limited to commercial real estate. From from what I hear from uh, the, uh, the the leaders of their businesses, uh, mo- most people are, are cautiously optimistic. They uh, their business they feel like they've bottomed out and the business is trending up. The interest rates are still low, and uh, just generally, uh, I, I think everybody thinks we're in for for a few good years, and they could become great years if if, if some things happen economically. Mm-hmm. And uh, because you're a small company, really, you're not really planning on hiring anybody. No, we're we're fully staffed. Uh, unless we acquire another property, we we wouldn't have any occasion to hire anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and inside your own company, turnover is tantamount to zero. Yes. Good. And do you hear from your other business associates on the boards, on the committees? your CEO group, that people are generally planning to hire uh, in 2013? Yes. Uh, I've actually had people call and ask of, uh, for recommendations of, uh, of people, and then also the fact that we have tenants that are coming in and saying that they're going to need to expand, that, that indicates that you know that they will be hiring. So uh, I'd, I'd say the answer is yes, but again, cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear that uh, a lot of people are going to be hiring. Uh, I don't do any programmers, mm-hmm. but I got a call at 1 o'clock today from a client looking for programming help. I think there are a lot of opportunities right now in, 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 in the, the tech, math, engineering, uh, all the, the, the sciences of that sort, mm-hmm. which is a real challenge for us as a country going forward to try to match up all the people that are unemployed with the uh, the jobs that are out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Al, are the, uh, uh, the risks uh, that, that you face in the real est- commercial real estate business? Um, if we have uh, more inflation as a result of whether it's the fiscal cliff or the solution to the fiscal cliff? Well, when you're printing money at the rate that we are, even though we're not getting the velocity of money going through the economy, um, it seems to me like uh, it's only a matter of time before we we get a, a pretty healthy dose of inflation and it'll be up to the Fed to see if, if they can pull in the liquidity quickly enough to, to avoid a, a pretty big run-up in inflation. From a micro standpoint, um, what it means to us is, on the one hand, our costs would be escalating, and since we run gross buildings, uh, meaning that we pay for the utilities and office cleaning and so on, uh, that means if, if the costs escalate dramatically, that impacts our bottom line. On the other hand, uh, in real estate is typically a, a friend of inflation because the the values are driven pretty dramatically in an inflationary environment. So your equity is rising, but so are your expenses, and it becomes <laughs> your job to uh, to manage all that. So with our record low interest rates right now, uh, have you uh, refinanced your buildings? Oh yes, 
down to a lower interest rate? Yes, very much so. Yes, all of them. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done that more than once? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. What's the interest rate differential that you thought was uh, sufficient to do a refinance? Well, for, for for a couple of our buildings, we didn't really do a true refinance. We just went to the lender and said, uh, you probably don't want us to move the loan, uh, so what do you think? And uh, they, they came back with, with, with a 100 basis point reduction, and uh, we didn't have to do the refi, and we were happy. Okay. And uh, are you doing business with one bank for all of the properties or just No, we we have we have several lenders. Several lenders. Over the years we've learned that banks run in cycles. Mm-hmm. And some banks get into a period where they don't want to know anything about real estate and others are looking for good real estate loans. So it it uh, as as an investor of multi type properties that uh, it behooves you to have relationships with with uh, several of them. Mhm. So as the equity in your properties goes up, it might become more attractive for you to sell. Uh Is there any uh advice that you could give to other real estate investors in terms of what, what they should do in this uh economy? I think this is a really attractive economy in which to be purchasing and if if you if you have the means to do that uh, I think if you if you buy now and look back like 10 years from now uh, you you'll be a pretty happy investor mhm good uh now I want to thank you for uh, for coming out here today to do the show I recognize we had a lot of technical problems getting the show put together uh it was my pleasure. And uh, I'm going to be giving you a copy of this Sandler book called The Sandler Success Principles. It's, there are 11 success principles in there. Well, thank you. That book came out April of uh, 2012 and immediately shot to the number one position on the Amazon uh, bestseller list. And um, then about a month later, went to uh, number one on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. It's impressive. Hey, I don't know how they're tied together, but people want to find out about uh, growing businesses and and doing a business transformation, uh, which is what we we do here at Sandler. Well, thanks for inviting me. I wish you continued success. Al, again, thanks for uh, for being part of the show. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at. 513-753-9400. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.